Monday we'll script an introduction and have everything planned before we start recording, but today is not this day. One day we'll script everything and like really meticulously and be super proud of it and then just not stick to the fucking script as soon as we start recording. Or we'll record perfectly and then lose the script. Hi guys, welcome to Phobia Phobia. My name's Kaz. Oh, we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> you keep doing this to me. And that's Eddie. Uh, I like to capture Eddie in my um, my brain traps. I am I am best captured candidly, yes. I am... Um, Basically, I'm like the emotional version of Jigsaw. <laughs> it's, it's very true. And, you know, speaking of emotional games and head fuckery, what's Game today's game. episode about? <laughs> Stormastrophobia, amongst other things. Also called Malaxophobia, which technically is a fear of anything to do with love or relationships. It's not just a fear of dating, but this is essentially our belated Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, because like we were we were too busy actually doing Valentine's shit this year for once. Fucking hell, I know, right? Not with each other. We are not no. a couple. Oh Christ, no, Jesus. Hello, old lady that works in the haberdashery section of that one former department store in our hometown. <laughs> we're not a couple. Okay? We're not a couple. She's not listening. I don't think she knows what a podcast is. Be very surprised if she was, frankly. Yeah, maybe she'll be like, maybe you and your Canadian boyfriend are doing something cool, eh? Yeah, people tend to think I'm Canadian. It's really fucking weird. You don't sound Canadian. Although you did introduce me to maple tea, so, hmm, maybe you're secretly Canadian. Maple tea's the fucking best, but the friend of mine who used to bring that from Canada no longer speaks to me, so... Fuck's sake. I'll likely not get any for a while. We'll have to sort this out. I, when I go to Canada, and I will go to Canada, and I doubt we have any Canadian listeners, but if we do, you know, hit me up, bros. Um, when I eventually I go to Canada, I am bringing an empty suitcase. I do love you, Canadian, because you are the best. And I've never met a Canadian I don't like. Actually, there is one Canadian I believe listens to this. Oh, cool. That's pretty cool. Hey, Canadian person, send us maple tea. Yeah, love you, Swishy, if you're listening. Yeah, I, I love you. Uh, I don't know you, but you have possibly the ability to send me maple tea. Not green tea. Not that shit. Maple black tea. Um, yeah, so when I go to Canada, I actually told my boyfriend about this the other day. And I said, you know, when we eventually make it over, um, I was like, I'll bring an empty suitcase and fill it full of maple tea. And then I thought, no, wait, hold on, that's bullshit. I'll do what he did when he went to Edinburgh with his friends years ago i will post myself maple tea from canada oh that is much better actually. yeah so what he did and this is funny because you know you live in edinburgh um, and he didn't know you at the time because he didn't know me at the time um he was in edinburgh with his friends went to the dungeons and basically did everything that you don't ever want to do in edinburgh if you're you yeah so he was there for the fringe and I've lived in Edinburgh for like it'll be seven years this year, and I've never been to the Edinburgh Dungeon. It's pretty fun. I've been. Um, I he was there for the fringe, and he went to the dungeon, and he got a Sweeney Todd clock where the the clock hands are like razor blades. Ah uh, yes. It's pretty fucking cool. Um, but he was on a pub crawl, and then realized he couldn't exactly bring this clock back with him, so found a post office that was open and posted it back to himself. But, that was pretty clever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was pissed, though, because the clock has never worked. <laughs> like, it has never worked. It has been up in our house, and it has never worked. I need to buy a new clock mechanism to get it to work. But, no, fuck this. And funny enough, the one time I went, and this is not an intentional tangent, but the one time I went um, was on a particular day that was important. Our tangents are never intentional. Relationships. What a load oh, of yeah. shit. Ah, yes, those things. So, Kaz and I are actually both in relationships at the minute, but... God, remember <laughs> how weird being single was? Um... No. So, Alright, I do. Um... <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, Sarmasophobia is like a fear of... I, I think it's defined as a fear of love play, but... What does that mean? 
That can mean a lot of things. It can be anything from like hand holding to kissing. Love play. It sounds uh, sounds a little bit kinky. I'm not gonna lie. I like to think of it as a fear of anything that would go beyond like a standard friendship because uh, sarmasophobia, like love play. I, I mean, it also involves things like you know kissing and sex, which I mean friends with benefits do. So it's not necessarily anything to do with. Not necessarily anything to do with like emotion. Or, so it's not, like, um, you know, it's not my standard ex-boyfriend phobia, which would be, you know, fear of a fucking relationship. It's uh, fear of anything romantic. It's fear of the Lady Gaga song "Love Game." Yes. <laughs> um, it can be, anything can be like um, love letters and stuff. Could also set this off, but it could also like involve. Uh, I think it's called. Philomatophobia, which is a fear of kissing. Philomatophobia? Ha! <laughs> um, so, love letters. I have something to say on the subject of love letters. I, have, I believe I have received one in my life. I used to receive love letters um, when I was in the courting phase of my my previous longer relationship um i used to receive love letters and what i didn't realize was that i was actually receiving love letters from two men oh, oh i think i know who the other one is you do know who the other one is because you introduced us like i knew you guys were in like post-correspondence, but I didn't know... Yeah, that. well, here's... Okay, so here's the thing. My ex, um... And can we put this in massive, massive, massive inverted commas, was a writer. Um... Yeah. You know, just fucking inverted commas the fuck out of that. So he used to write me, but before we started dating, when he was very much still trying to get in my pants, um, he used to write me these letters, because... I lived quite far away and they were beautiful, beautiful penmanship, lovely words, you know, lovely phrasing. And this other dude who was a friend of mine, who you introduced us, um, also wrote me letters in scrawly chicken scrawl. Um, they were mostly ramblings and this bitch decided that obviously it was the beautiful penmanship and the eloquent phrasing that was the one to go for. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. If I could go back and talk to 2011 Kaz, I would, I would be like, go for chicken scroll, boy! Go for the chicken scroll! His, wor chicken, his words aren't pretty. Significantly smarter than other uh, dudes. Yeah, he's a significantly smarter man and also is just a nicer human being. So, there you go. There's a declaration. Neither of them listen to this podcast. Wait, I fucking so. hope, Eddie. <laughs> so that would be a gamma phobia, though. That's a fear of commitment. A fear of gammons? Fear of gammons, sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? Beautiful writing boy turned out to be a bit of a fucking gammon. Absolutely did. I say closet Tory all the way. <laughs> Gammonphobia. Gammaphobia. God fuck it. Um, <laughs> it's a fear of commitment. What I've learned from this, basically, is go for the boys who try, not the ones who have got the act down pat. Don't go for the boys who try too hard. No, go for the ones who try. And completely coincidentally, I... Obviously, I'm in a, in a long-term relationship. I, Jesus Christ, I'm in such a serious relationship that I've moved to a fucking tin caravan in a field to live with this man. Now that is commitment. Well, we're saving for a house, which is commitment. Um, and quite coincidentally, you know, long after I started dating him, I got a card, the first card I got from him. And he's a chicken scroller too. And his words are pretty. So he's like the best of all the worlds. This thing, I'm a writer. I write for a living and my handwriting is pretty garbage. Your handwriting's shit. But Absolutely. so's mine. Like, and I, actually, I actually do like writing is my job, like my paid job. And I, my handwriting is fucking awful. Yeah, because you, much like myself, um, and I don't compare us because you actually are a fucking writer. But what I mean is, 
in terms of how our brains function, we're just too focused on getting the thoughts out and onto the paper. It's like I absolutely know. I've actually nothing wrong with like teaching kids good penmanship and stuff. Oh, nothing I mean, wrong with it at all. But I mean, as long as it can be read, as long as it's legible, who the fuck cares? I needed it. Yeah, like I mean, when I was in school, the only things I ever got in trouble about were really if it was completely illegible. At some point in my late primary school career, I was probably about ten or eleven. I decided that um, nobody needed spaces anymore. Spaces were just literally a waste of space the words needed to be out i needed to get them out i just fuck fuck off spaces just get out what the hell is up with people on like twitter and stuff who instead of using spaces will use ellipses like this really 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 bothers me because i use ellipses when i'm typing but i use ellipses intentionally to be a dramatic pause Oh, same. Yeah. You know, like, if I'm saying something, I will intentionally put my ellipses there because I'm used to reading fucking scripts. I'm used to reading books where people are talking. You know, I'm used to reading dialogue. And that is what an ellipsis is for, other like than me, when you're you? quoting something. But You're but, me in this way, aren't you? We both, like, type the way we talk. 100%. I always... I just write the way I talk. I once wrote a review of a movie for an online magazine and all these people like thought it was really funny and were like, someone actually wrote, what an interesting way to write a review. And all I was thinking was, I just fucking reviewed it, man. Because it was just the way I talk. I talk like this. This is, this is me. You, you know, if I, if you get an email from me and it's like, dear such and such, further to my latest email, which is my favorite thing or further to my previous reply which is did you fucking read it <laughs> um my work emails are so are, are completely different every other way i type is just the way i talk and even when i'm like writing fiction or something it is just the way i talk but my work emails are so formal mm. that it's really funny because basically what i'm saying in 90 percent of my work emails is Oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. By the way, just a neat little tidbit. Uh, do you know what the fear of falling in love is? Elvisophobia. Oh my god. No, the fear of falling in love is philophobia. <coughs> which is, by definition, the exact opposite of phobia phobia. So the opposite of phobia phobia is philophobia. Philophobia. I'm um, thinking like a technophobe is the opposite of a technophile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, fear of fills. I'm not scared of fills. My dad's Phil. I'm not scared of him. I don't think I actually know any fills. Hmm. You do know a fell. You used to know a fell. I mean, like, one I've been in touch with in the last, like, three years. <laughs> oh. The, the, uh, you used to know Phil, he was a good cook. That's all I fucking remember. Oh, he was, yeah. Um, Philophobia, the fear of falling in love, is the opposite, the exact opposite of phobia, phobia. Which is the fear of phobias. And then you've also got, so then there's philomatophobia, the fear of ki kissing, sarmatophobia or malaxophobia, which is a fear of um, love play, like, any action that can be attributed to a romantic intention. And Anybody having fun, the beat being sick, somebody wanting to take a ride on a disco stick. And then there's gamophobia, the fear of... Gammons. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of like, different things here. I wouldn't say I have any of them, but I will say that... Um, so I was in a relationship for eight fucking years. And like even married the guy. Uh, so when I first became single... The idea of dating freaked me the fuck out because me and him were actually quite good friends before we were in a relationship. So as you put it, there was never any of the courting phase. Courting phase? Uh, you're in a weird mood today. Gentleman <laughs> caller. And so whenever I actually was single for the first time in almost a decade and started dating, I was very, very anxious at the concept. Oh God, yeah. I mean... Obviously, my last long-term relationship was not as long as yours. 
um, it was five years. And when we broke up, I, I hadn't, much like yourself, I hadn't been single in my 20s. I hadn't been single since I was in university and single in university and single as a as someone in their mid 20s are two completely different worlds. Oh, yeah, definitely. They are they are insane. Like and I was scared just like you. I was I was terrified of dating and I mean, I don't think I had a good start. The thing is, you actually have some dating horror stories. You? Like, I have some, like, horror stories when it comes to, like, relationships or possible relationships or just men in general. We're all bastards, but, <laughs> um, like, every single one of us, we're all, we're all just twats. I mean, um, I'm a bastard, too. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but I've never actually had a bad date. I have some funny stories. I, well, have, I have some like unfortunate run-ins. I'd like, I'd like to hear some of those. I'd like, they're, they're what I want to hear. They're actually more creepy than. Yeah, but all of my, I would say all of my dating horror stories are also actually creepy if you think about it. Oh yeah, no, you you've met some serious creeps. But did I tell you about the first creep? Um, after my. Was he the voice message guy? Extraction from the high seas. Um, no, 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 we haven't even got to that. No, we're talking like months beforehand. As in, um, me and my ex broke up. I was, the next day, I was like out shopping or some shit. My friend messaged me and I told him, that me and my ex had broken up or my ex had put it on Facebook or some shit. I don't fucking know. Some shit anyway. Um, my friend knew, a very good friend of mine, um, knew. And he was like, right, come on, we're going for a pint. So him and I went for a pint. What I didn't realise was, as he put it a long time later, it was a fucking celebratory pint. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What I didn't know was because I thought, oh, Tom's trying to cheer me up. What he was actually doing was going, thank fuck she's away from him. She's free. <laughs> she can have peace. No, don't get me wrong. This guy wasn't wasn't hitting on me or anything like that. You know, he's happily married and it, it's never been like that. But he was actually just celebrating me being, you know, having free will again. And <laughs> I went to the bar, just started drinking you know, slam on some tequila, living my best fucking life. And we start, just this guy who's at the bar beside us starts talking to us, which is a really unusual thing for our hometown. Like, that we don't, that neither of us know him. Oh yeah, our hometown isn't like, because I find that really weird when I like moved away and like experienced like bigger places. Like in our hometown, you wouldn't like go up to a stranger in a bar and start talking to them. I mean, you would, but they, the thing is, they wouldn't actually be a stranger. They would be someone's be like, something. Like your friend's mate or like your cousin's, like... Yeah, or your friend's friend's cousin. There's, everybody's fucking linked. It's such a small place. So this guy starts talking to us and it takes me and Tom a little while to realise this dude's American. And we're like, what the fuck are you doing? We were very drunk. What the fuck are you doing in small town Northern Ireland? There was like a four-star hotel in our hometown that Cass and I both worked at, and that's where all the Americans stayed, because the only American... It was a touristy place, but like a local touristy place. Yeah. Like, whenever we got Americans, they were usually super rich yuppies there to use the golf course and stay at the fancy hotel. Like, they, they never went into town. Well, your bro was here on business in with one of the... Um, like a chemical plant a few towns over. Okay. Um, and he was some big fucking big wig. I don't give a shit. Probably lied. I don't care. Anyway, he starts chatting to us and we are like having a nice time. He's clearly hitting on me and I'm not, I'm not so stupid that I don't know this. Not for any reason. I don't think I'm particularly attractive. Yeah, I'm bad at this. I'm bad at knowing when people are flirting with me. Well, I mean, he wasn't subtle, and he also only started talking to us once he realised I was just out of a relationship. Ah, right, yeah, that's... that's those are so my good. friend and I giggle, and we're like... 
And I, I, I'm, you know, not giving this guy signals. I am in no place to be wanting to be looking for someone. We're just having a bit of a laugh with the guy, you know. For one night stand is like perfectly common to do after you get out of room. Totally, but I just wasn't. I was that wasn't what I was doing because I wasn't at that place yet. It was literally the next day. Like, you remember how fucking nuts I went when I was first sick home. But that happens, and people react differently. And I have to say, I mean, I lived with my mum when that happened, when we broke up. If I didn't live with my mum, I probably just would have gone mad. And, as they would say, rode all around me. But I live with my mum. What am I going to do? Take someone back to my mum's house? Dude, no. Just no. And what am I going to do? You know, call my mum and go, Hi, ma, I'm not coming home tonight. I met this really hot guy. <laughs> and I could have because I was in my mid twenties. There's no fucking law against it, but I just wouldn't. I just would have felt so awkward. Yeah. Um, but anyway, long story short, this dude. We're talking to this dude, and he's like, he seems dead on, but clearly just trying to get get his hole. And I say to my friend, God, wouldn't it be so funny if his name was just like blah 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 and said my ex's name you know wouldn't it be funny if this guy's name was something mm-hmm, yeah. w- with this we are not mentioning names. no like i i have a few stories that people have like sent to me for this episode and like names will not be no mentioned. names will never be mentioned my, my ex had a very specific nickname basically and we were laughing going god what if this guy's name was something something mm-hmm. ed ed it was. It was his surname. He had the same surname. No. His surname was the dude's name with Anne at the end. Oh my god. It was his name. So this was my first foray after five years. And it was freaky. It was really freaky. So we exchanged numbers with this dude because there was something on the next day and we were all supposed to meet up. You know, as you do when you're drunk, you're like, oh yeah, best friends, let's all go for brunch tomorrow. Oh yeah. Um, I had just got home, just got back to my mum's house, um, you know, snuggled up in my cosy bed in my bedroom that's been my bedroom since I was 14. Sorry, you just reminded me of a rule that I like to live by. I actually read it. It's a quote from someone, I can't remember where I read it, but it's a, always do sober what you say you're going to do drunk, because at the very least it tells you to keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah, well, I just got home, with my cheesy chips, of course. I was sitting in my bed, eating cheesy chips. Dude starts messaging me, telling me his hotel room. Literally sends me the message, room, blah blah blah, full stop. It's rebound time. Oh, that's so cringy. <laughs> oh my god. I have never deleted a number so fast. That's insane. Like, he just sent you his room number and it's rebound time. Yeah, literally, room, whatever it was, it's rebound time. No, that nothing else. Fucking hilarious. And, like, he wasn't bad looking, but... No, I mean, fair play for him going. For he, sh- he, he shot his shot, you know? He also had no idea that you weren't the kind of person to go for. I'm sure lots of people would. And again, if I hadn't have been living with my mother. Again, it's not like it came with a nude or anything. No. <laughs> so like. Oh, we get we get into unsolicited dick pics as well. That's a whole other fucking thing. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! Tell me about it. Well, guys, there's nothing wrong with just saying hi. Yeah. <laughs> and like, guys, here's the thing. Don't, like, exchanging nudes, fine. You do what you do, you do what you want to do. What I will say is the same advice I randomly, apparently drunkenly gave to my boyfriend's little sister (laughs) a few months ago is, I completely, this was unsolicited on my part. I don't know what we were talking about. And I said, just make sure if you're sending nudes to somebody that your face isn't in it. No identifying marks, guys. I see, I've got tattoos everywhere. <laughs> I don't think it's possible for me to send a new... No identifying marks. But yeah, I um, she just kind of looked at me. Oh, the conversation was about OnlyFans. Um, that's what it was. And our OnlyFans is... <laughs> Keeping up the tradition. Of course. Yeah, just don't ever send someone um, a nude without being asked for it. Yeah. I really think the only way... 
the only time something like that would be fine is if you are in a relationship with someone and you are you know sending them a saucy message to be like oh look what you're missing come home even then if i did it my boyfriend would just go a friend of mine who'd been my friend since before <laughs> i got into that relationship basically texted me to verify that i was single like that we had broken up but i was like oh yeah man yeah i'm pretty pretty bummed about it but it was the best thing to do i ended it and it was like yeah i gotta you know gotta do things gotta do what's right for you sometimes you know and immediately i got sent a dick pic by this dude who'd been my friend for years don't do that guys um especially like especially to someone you actually personally know and <laughs> my response i was in work at the time my response like it was like fucking 11 o'clock in the morning and this dude said i don't know if he had it previously stored on his phone or if he was just really happy to find out i was single but i you know my response to him was what the fuck am i supposed to do with this congratulations on having one now, what did he do when I sent him a message saying, what am I supposed to do with this? Oh shit, did he actually give you instructions? He's the guy that sent the list. Oh shit, that's right. He was list guy. He sent oh, me a very long, a graphic list of the things that he wanted me to do with... I mean, there's not reading the room and then there's just straight up being a bad person yeah um it it was awkward i've seen him since i've been over in in the the city and saw him with another friend i hope he feels every bit as awkward about that as he should well yeah because his girlfriend was there yeah he didn't have a girlfriend at the time but his current girlfriend was there and all i was thinking was <laughs> i've seen your dick it's really weird looking <laughs> oh my god it's, it's it's like whenever i would get to be like like my response would always just be yeah like, congratulations for having one i don't know what you want me to do with this <laughs> has anyone ever sent you a list no no thankfully well you're missing out i had that list until i got rid of my phone I think you showed it to me, didn't you? Oh, I definitely did. Yeah. And and then it's where some some of our Cards Against Humanity cards from back in the day came out of that list. I just always find it so weird. Again, what's wrong with saying hi? I mean, what's wrong with saying, you know, hello, I'm glad to hear you're single. I've had a crush on you for a long time. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, maybe some people do go for it, maybe some people don't, but unsolicited dick pics are just the So tell me some of the stories that people have sent you, because nobody sent me fucking anything. Alright, once again, no names are going to be mentioned here. Mm-hmm. Um, made a promise, like, complete anonymity. And I'll even, like, swap genders randomly, just to make sure. But, um, so one friend told me about, they went on, uh, they were on, uh, Tinder, one of them, and they went on a date. Mm -hmm. and within 10 minutes of the date starting the guy was already suggesting what they would do on their second date like and it's, it's just one of those like within 10 minutes of them like they had never met before and, like, they, i mean they hadn't how long had they been talking before they went on the date i think legit like two days oh yikes big yikes and it's like, yeah, okay, there's like something to say about being like, of it being like zealous, or like maybe, yeah, you've been talking for a while, or you just know that this is someone that you're interested in seeing again. But like, the whole point of a first date, especially with someone that you haven't met in person yet before, is to see if your personalities are in fact compatible. Yeah, like that's what the coffee date's for. Yeah. So this guy within 10 minutes started saying, like, so for our second date, what do you say we like do this or like go for a walk here or something? And she was just like, slow your roll like i mean maybe he was just trying to be confident but 10 minutes in bro i think there's a thing about uh and, and like another friend like naturally he didn't get the second date because the first date just wasn't all that good but it was just mm -hmm. she just remember feeling so fucking weird <laughs> do you know what not to be a story topper but i have something worse than suggesting your second date on your first date marriage no um 
I was out on a night out with my siblings um, years ago now, um, in between that long relationship and the, my current relationship. And we were out having a few drinks, having a laugh. And there was this fella who we started talking to, just, you know, whatever. And I think it was my sister or my sister-in-law um, were like, give him your number, give him your number, give him your number. Mm. All right, okay. And they were all, this This dude should be called Shoulders because I genuinely don't remember his real name. Shoulders. And that's what my brother kept calling him. Okay. Because he had a great pair of shoulders. Um, They were like, oh, give him your, give him your, and I, like, I hadn't spoken to him, just me. We were all just talking to him in the group, you know? Um, I gave Shoulders my number. We'd arranged for the next day to go and have lunch. But again, I ha- I ha- had no one-to-one time with this man, right? So no just us having a conversation at all. But anyway, my sister and my sister-in-law were very excited about me going on a date because everybody in the world hated my ex, except yeah. me, apparently. Um, they got me ready. Like, we were in the city. Um, we- we'd all gone to spend a night in the city. So obviously I only had, like, the one outfit that I'd been wearing to go out in and then my normal regular clothes, which were just shit. So they took me shopping that morning. Like, they got me up. I was dead. They were like, no, you're going- we're going to buy you- we're going to get you a nice top. We're going to- blah, blah, blah. So they got me all ready for this date and I go to meet this guy. He starts the date by trying to go for a full-on- tongue kiss wait as in like as a greeting like hello oh god full on tongue kiss oh god that is that is worse that is I mean and I think why would you do that yeah and I think that's awkward and I'm like "Mm, okay weird but whatever I mean dude said he'd buy me lunch let's let's have some fucking chips um but I sit, I think, I kind of think, okay, maybe that's a crossed wire. And I sit down. We really should have just turned away. But I, I sit down and I talk to him. And through the course of the conversation, he's a few years older than me. um, But about three years older than me. And through the conversation, it transpired that we had actually encountered each other years and years and years before. Because Northern Ireland is small. Yep. Um, But in a very unusual way. Do you remember when we were teenagers i used to go away for like a month every summer to the gale talked of course yeah gale talked is essentially like a summer camp um where you only speak irish yeah english is discouraged right oh no you're literally not allowed to speak english you can be sent home for speaking english um so right so that there's your there's your background this like summer camp and he was um a kinara which is i suppose a camp counselor okay you know like so not the people in charge, but like the older teens. So what you would do is you would get to a point where maybe you would be 18, 17, 18, and you would then get like a job for the summer as one of these counsellors and you would go and be like essentially assisting the teachers or the or the leaders with younger campers, like does that make any sense? So there'd be the courses for the older there'd be the courses for the older guys later on in the year. Um, but these older guys could go and like get a job essentially and work at the courses for the younger people. Oh, yeah, sure, like the outdoor activity centers in, yeah. in our hometown, like they, they act in the same way. Like, yeah, the like, same you know the, like counselors would be like pretty first year university students standard their, like summer like holidays or whatever. Yeah pretty standard um thing so this dude we we get talking i don't even know how the con- i actually do know how the conversation came about because he was from um monaghan and i laughed and i said something like oh last time i spoke to a boy from monaghan i was at the gail talked and um i got in trouble for talking to a boy which was something that happened and he was like oh what gail talked so we got talking turns out it was the same gail talked Turns out he was a Kinnera while I was a student. Bear in mind, there's about three years between us, right? So not that strange. No. I mean, I'm six years older than my boyfriend. Yeah, I'm hold on. For those listening who think that might be dodgy. Yes, but hold on. He was a Kinnera when he was 17. 
So you would have been 14 at the time. I would have been 14. After a little bit of conversation, he turns around and he goes, Oh, fuck me. You're the, you're the girl with the tits that sings. Okay, red flag. Your boy had perved on me when I was 14. Red fucking flag. There was not a second date. Good. Open mouth kiss and admitting to being in a position of, like, par and checking out the teenagers. Hello, police. Yeah. (laughs) Hello, police. But he clearly thought that this was paying me a compliment as well. He clearly thought that he was saying, you know, oh, well, I remember who you are and I remember that you were attractive and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was 14, bitch. When you were that age, he thought of you as the girl with the tits. Yeah, but when I was 14, I was the girl with the tits. No, yeah, you were, but a 17-year-old shouldn't... No, no, thank you. I mean, it's nothing worse than what was said to me on a daily basis in school, but it was the fact that he admitted to this as an adult... Yep, extremely creepy. Extremely creepy. So come on, tell me what else they've got and I'll tell you if I've got one worse. Right, I'm going to preface this story with like a little bit of a thing. Never, I don't understand why people lie on dating sites. <laughs> why do you, like, how do you expect to get away with it? Lying about your, this is actually a couple stories to relating to this, but lying about like, your heights or yep. your appearance yep. or, or like putting up photos of you from 10 fucking years ago or whatever. What makes you think you're not going to get caught out? Like, <laughs> is that really the first impression? Even if you've got it in your head, like, oh, well, maybe they'll just accept me for who I really am. Like, what makes you think it's a good thing to start a potential relationship on a lie? Don't catfish people, basically. Yeah, essentially. So I've got two stories for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One of them is a friend of mine's sister who is only into tall guys like which is perfectly fine like, yeah it's a type it's type. fine everyone's got types everyone's got preferences like mm-hmm. i personally I, prefer a taller man i personally am incapable of being attracted to men with long hair i don't have a problem with men with long hair i don't think they're particularly dirty or anything i am ju- i'm just not into it which is absolutely something that you and i disagree on so like if i told like you, inherently <laughs> oh yeah my, my boyfriend started this relationship with short hair. Since COVID, he now has flowing shoulder length locks. I say I've been cutting my own hair since I was 15, so I've, I've never... <laughs> um, I like the hair long and the mental. Uh, but what was it? Yeah, and like, he lied about his height. By like, by like a foot. Fuck me. So, when, so she just laughed? straight up walked away from the date because <laughs> like you fucking lied to me like i told you i was only attracted to men like above this height you're about a foot shorter than that like yeah and if someone's about- upfront about that uh, you know upfront about the fact that they're attracted to taller men or they're attracted to whatever hmm. that you know that's fine you're you're on something like tinder to meet prospective partners you yeah. might as well put what you want out there, you know? And I don't think... I don't think... People people give a lot of shit to girls for asking about height. And it's like, it's no different to, you know, a fella seeing a photo of me and going, oh, actually, she's a bit overweight. I'm not interested, you know? Yeah. Right. An old friend of mine told me about... Um, he was on Grindr, like, looking for a hookup, and this guy used photos that were clearly out of date. <gasps> oh, no. Um, when he... When he actually showed up at his door, uh, the way this friend put it was, I understand being a bit heavier than you might look in the photos where, like, obviously in a dating site, you're going to put up the photos where you look the best. Hell yeah. And he was like, I understand maybe being a bit heavier than your photos, but by a bit heavier, I mean maybe you just haven't exercised in a while, not these photos were taken 500 McDonald's ago. <gasps> oh no. Apparently could barely fit through his door and like he actually got nervous when the guy took a seat on his sofa because he was like that sofa's gonna fucking break like we're talking morbidly obese oh god just don't lie to people and it's like but that's dating or hookup sites why would you go out of your way like did he really think he would show up and the guy be like yeah this is fine when you're morbidly obese when you weren't morbidly obese in your photo i once went uh for 
hook up with a guy who only had one photo on his profile and while we were talking he was like oh yeah um all my friends hate me because i'm the kind of person who can eat whatever i want and never gain any weight and as soon as i saw him in person i was like you fucking liar <laughs> you fucking liar <laughs> beautiful i mean i'm i'm actually kind of the opposite of that when when i had a, a dating profile i was so um, what's the word? I was so concerned that people wouldn't get what I was about that I had the normal pictures, you know, I had the standard nightclub toilet selfie um, a photo of me taken um, when I was on the Harry Potter studio tour with my other best friend so it's a, you know, a genuinely happy photo like I'm, I'm laughing my head off in the photo and my last photo this, please tell me if you've heard of a more me photo, is me sitting in the back of a car, um, but it's taken from outside the car, with my nose smushed up against the glass, given the finger. Oh, that's, that's a Kaz standard. That's the most me picture I can think of. I was like, I don't want these guys to think they're getting into something with, you know, a sensible human. Yeah. <laughs> You've got me looking looking a bit, you know, looking a bit sexy in a in a nightclub photo. You've me laughing my head off, talking to my friend. My friend's not in the photo. I wasn't one of those girls. Because if she was in the photos with me, I would never have got a date. I would be like, yeah, I'm the other one. And they'd all be like, oh. Because she's a fucking fox. Um, and then clearly one that's like purely my personality. Cause I just, I've had that though. I had, I had a guy lie, um, about, I had a guy whose profile on Tinder was a longish haired guy, right? And bear in mind, we've just said, you know, things like that are important. So if you had longish hair, right? And in, in all your photos, you have longish hair. You have kind of longish hair and a beard. Like that's kind of your thing. And frankly, they're all taken to make you look a bit tall. But height's not mentioned because I didn't ask. Look like at least one of your photos. When I went to meet the guy, he was about an inch taller than me. I am very short. Um, and he was bald. Oh dear. Like. Here's the thing, neither Kaz and I are body shaming people. No, like, it's, you know, look like what you look like. He wasn't, like, a bad-looking guy, but I personally am not into bald men. It's like, I'm one of those guys who, it's like, how to get a bikini body is you put a bikini on your body. Done. Damn right. I, I, I am, I, I do not body shame or fat shame or anything, anyone. No. When it comes, but, like, outside of an asexual relationship, Looks are important. Yeah. Like, but it's um, it's not even that. It's when you're on something like a dating site, which is explicitly to date, to find people you're attracted to in one way or another. Yeah. You, you have to be honest about what you look like. It, it's not it's not about, oh, this guy was ugly. He wasn't ugly. That's not what it was at all. But he could have even said, oh, by the way, I've shaved my head. I mean, if I sent a photo of this guy's profile to someone as my safety... Which I did because I always did. They yes, would never yeah. have found that guy, and that creeped me out. When I thought about it that way, I was like, "This is a red flag." Oh, oh yeah, like if they thought, like actually, yeah, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, that way. I when I was dating and I was doing Tinder dates and stuff, I was very, very conscious of um, people knowing where I was, when I was due back, all this kind of stuff. Um, obviously, and, and a comedian said it really well when I was, I was watching some stand-up comedy with my boyfriend at one point, and it was, men go on Tinder dates hoping that they get laid. Women go on Tinder dates hoping that they don't get murdered. Very true. I mean, that was whenever like, I was going on like grinder hookups and stuff. Like, and I did what a lot of my friends did when they went and still do when they're going on like dates and hookups and stuff. Is I told them where I was going. Yeah, you you do absolutely safety first, and you have a time, like you yeah. have a um a cutoff time. Like if you don't contact your con your your safety person by such and such, 
they have to kind of, you know, light the beacons and try and track you down. So uh, just speaking of like really, uh, when I was on my first date with my now boyfriend, we went to a pub because the pubs were open at the time. And what are pubs? It was, he, it was like, you know, he was going to like, because he doesn't live in Edinburgh. He lives like just outside Edinburgh. And we had so like, I like we're going to a pub that was a stone that is a stone's throw from my flat. And they were so he was like very much saying like, there's no guarantee I'll come back to yours. And I was like, oh, God, no, like do whatever makes you feel like comfortable, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to like have a few drinks and then like, they take a bus or a train home or something like absolutely fair enough like no yeah no expectation and i did before we went to the date i actually did send him my address and was like if you do like you can i told him you can share that address with like your friends family or whatever so that if you don't get back home they know where you are where you've gone absolutely before going on the date, he actually memorized the route from the pub to my flat just in case I took him somewhere else. I like it. I like it. I like this dude. But he didn't tell me about that last part until we were on our, like, third date, and I was like, oh, no, like, I absolutely expected you to do that, because that's what I would have done. Like, I would have memorized how to get from, how to do that address from the bar. Yeah. if I was, like, led down a completely different street, I would be like, uh, actually, what the fuck? <laughs> and and on that note, actually, um, when I when I did meet up with that guy whose photos were completely different, um, we I wasn't in my... I was staying um, somewhere else, and the guy was like, oh, let's meet such and such, which was not, like, in the town centre. Mm. And I was like, why would you want to meet there? He wanted me to go and meet him in a parking in a in a car park parking lot um of a now closed diy chain store okay that's no it it was closed then he wanted me to go and meet him in a b&q car park and i was like what no i have had meet me under this bridge before (laughs) yeah but i'm not being funny but grinder is for a purpose Oh yeah, no, absolutely. You can use Grinder to date, but why? Of course you can, but it's not what you're doing. And Tinder, you could argue, is for the same purpose. But in my in my experience, any any guys who were only on Tinder to have sex were really upfront about it. I'm really like, look, I'm I'm just here to get laid, and I'd be like, look, thanks very much. That's not what I'm looking for. There is nothing wrong with wanting a hookup as long as you're. And I totally appreciated it. The amount of people who would be like, oh yeah, I'm just looking to hook up. And I'm like, look, I'm not, but thanks very much for your honesty. Have a nice day. Good luck. No issue. What I wanted to do at the time, it wasn't that I wanted a relationship. It was that I wanted to date. I'd never been on dates before. Nobody had ever, you know, taken taken me for dinner or whatever. And I don't mean that in a using way. I mean that in a... I wanted to be able to explore that kind of life, you know, go yeah. um but the dude, the not long haired dude, we had this one unsuccessful date. I told him I was not interested. Yep. You know the rest of this. I do. I got up, um that that night I I saw I, I went home. I was like, I'm you know, thanks very much, but this isn't gonna work. Um you seem like a cool dude, whatever, trying to be nice to him, you seemed like a fucking weirdo. Um but no thanks. And I got him to leave me because I was very stupid and I took a lift back from him. I don't know what I was thinking. Ugh. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what I was thinking. Um, I got him to leave me like really far away from where I was staying because I was like, I don't know, you're not fucking saying where I'm staying. Um, yeah. And that night I did not get any sleep because my phone, I had an iPhone at the time and it was on do not disturb mode, but do not disturb mode can be disengaged by phoning like three times within five minutes. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's it basically, it's so that if there's an actual emergency, no, someone can still, someone get, can you. still get you. In the end, I went and lifted... I was staying in someone's spare room. I went and got the alarm clock out of their bedroom. Set the alarm clock and turned my phone off. Because... Because I just kept calling yeah, you? Yeah, kept calling me, kept texting me. I got up the next day and I was due to work overtime. So it was a Sunday and I was due to go into my office. And I went in, met my friend who I was working with, we were having a bit of a laugh and I was like, I actually haven't turned my phone on since last night because I cannot bear to do this. Yeah. 
me, her and my boss at the time, we went, right, okay, do it, do it. So I'm sitting doing overtime, turn my phone on. I cannot count how many missed calls there are. I cannot count how many texts there are. But the best part is the 10 minute long voicemail. And didn't his friends have to drag him away yeah. from the phone? The voicemail yeah. started with, oh, I really liked you and... You know, I'm I'm sad that you didn't like you know you didn't like me back and blah blah blah, and basically ended with his friends literally taking the phone off him, while he was screaming at me, calling me a bitch. Um, go taking the phone and going, I am so sorry, love. Like his friends took the phone. One of his friends took the phone and spoke into the phone and said, I'm I am so sorry about this. We we didn't know that he was. You hear in the phone call, his friends go, Oh my God, he's he's on the phone to her. Don't be that guy, guys. No. The, you know, and immediately the guy was deleted. He wasn't blocked. I didn't block his number because I just didn't, you know, I didn't need to. But a couple yeah. of years later, he randomly messaged me on New Year's Eve. I knew you ran into him again. No, that's a different guy. That's a different guy. I, um, he randomly messaged me on New Year's Eve as I was sitting with my boyfriend. And, like, it wasn't the first New Year's Eve we'd celebrated as a couple. It was, like, the second or third. And this wasn't even like a couple of months down. No, like, like it was months. well over a year later. And the guy, he messaged me and I was like, I'm just sitting, enjoying New Year's Eve with my boyfriend. And he went, oh, oh haha, very funny, babe. Ew, ew. So my boyfriend sent him a photo. My boyfriend is a big, tall man with a beard. Yep. Yeah, he's, and he can look pretty scary when he wants to. No, the guy I bumped into was, uh, I was on Tinder Went on a date with this guy. He like he wasn't really again, photos are always misleading, but there wasn't much of a spark. But I thought he seemed like a nice guy, and I thought if he asked me, I probably would be a second date because he was good company. Mm. And this was like we had a daytime coffee date. You know, I, I finished work at like five o'clock and met him for a cup of coffee and then got the bus to my sister's house. So I dropped out of Wi-Fi. At the time, I did not have data on my phone. I was very, very broke. And I, in the journey from the coffee shop where I had data to my, or where I had Wi-Fi, to my sister's house where I had Wi-Fi, about a 10-ish, 15-minute bus journey, the guy had sent me the most explicit messages. Oh, right, yeah, that's that, dude. That's, uh. that's creepy book. Pardon me about the hiccups. That's creepy boob guy. Yeah. The most explicit. And there was no, like, there wasn't really any flirting even when we were talking. Um, so, suddenly he was like, here's what I want to do with you. Yeah. Uh, here's what I want to do to your breasts, specifically. Um, oh you know, talk about, And the thing is, my, my Tinder profile, I intentionally kept my boobs kind of out because I am busty. And I am. You gotta have some thirst picks in there. No, I, I, I actually didn't. I actually intentionally kept them out. Of. Oh, kept them. I, I thought I meant out as in like. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Kept them out of the out of shot. Uh. You would maybe. I think in the nightclub picture, you can kind of see a teeny bit of the top of a tiny bit of cleavage. You, you cannot tell that I am busty in any of the pictures intentionally because you know I had, I was what twenty five at the time. Therefore, I'd had 15 years of people gawking at my boobs. Like, I wasn't doing it. And I didn't want to have to deal with those creepy guys who only message you about your boobs. Because mm. they exist and I'm sick of them. Um, but I got this and I thought, right, immediate block. Delete. Yeah. Whatever. And it's this guy that about a year later, I bumped into him at the bus stop. Because it's a small city, you know? I don't think the guy was stalking me or anything. It was a genuine meet cute. And he was like, oh, babe, haven't seen you on the app for a while. You know, I really hate the word babe. And I went, yeah, no, I deleted it. And he went, oh, don't worry, you'll meet someone. And I went, yeah, I did. That's why I deleted it. Yep. Just assuming you're hey, still Yeah, he just assumed that no one had no one had gone for me. And I'm not being funny, but if you're on the scale of, you know, if you're if you're the kind of person that rates people, I'm I'm higher on that scale than this guy. Like fairly significantly. 
And I don't mean that I'm particularly high, if you know what I mean. <laughs> He's just very low. But the um just thinking about like the like random encounters in bars. I've had some that are like were downright scary, but I have some where it's like, mate, I don't know who this works on or what you're expecting to get out of it, but please fucking stop. Um there was once I was in a bar, this was maybe a year ago. And um it was a bar with like some mates. And uh, he was there. As he, like, I had no idea who this guy was, but like, he was just hanging around, like, you know, kind of guy like you would meet in a bar and like be friendly and stuff. Like, and he, um, he like kept, he bought me a drink. And I was like, oh, me, you don't have to do that, but you know, cheers. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, I just wanted to buy you a drink. He's like, this was in like a pub, not like a club or anything. And um, like, he was like sat at the bar and like I was talking to him, like, I got talking to him, like, when I was up ordering my drinks and he bought me. I was like, oh, like, thanks. And then when I went up to get my next drink, he offered to buy me one again. And I was like, look, dude, please don't. It's fine. Like, you don't. Uh, and he went, oh, no, no, I want to. And then on the third time, I actually had to go, like, look, okay, look, I'm never going to say no to free booze, ever. But yeah. I am not looking to hook up tonight. Like, I'm not interested. And he just had this whole like oh no it's fine you just seem like a really cool guy and i want to buy you drinks it's like okay like again not consuming free booze but also again not interested mm -hmm. sorry mm -hmm. and this happened a few times and then the pub closed the mmates all went out like have a smoke before we like went our separate ways and stuff and he approached me and asked if i wanted to come back day and i was like oh yeah no like i was drunk obviously and it was like i was like oh yeah, no i'm gonna go home and like, i already like said i wasn't yeah you said you weren't interested you were honest I, and you were like no thanks i made it pretty explicit like again never gonna say no to free booze but if you were only buying me booze because you wanted to hook up with me then no and then he called me an ungrateful fuck <laughs> and i responded with a people aren't vending machines yeah, you don't put in drinks and sex comes out. Yeah, and B, and everyone should have this mentality, like, no one should feel guilty about not wanting to sleep with someone. I did say, I was like, and I went like, A, people aren't vending machines, and B, no one ever owes someone sex. I mean, the fact that he calls you an ungrateful fuck really makes me laugh, because clearly what he was looking for was a grateful fuck. <laughs> clearly. I think like, I feel like that should be the the headline from this fucking um, podcast. People aren't vending machines, and nobody ever, 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 ever owes someone else sex. No, like if you don't want to hook up with someone but feel like you should because they bought you drinks and were nice to you, don't fucking do it. Like if you don't want it, you do not want it. You never owe anyone. You if you're in a relationship. And your other half wants it, and you don't want it. You don't owe them sex. A streamer um, I really like called Rose Curell. You should check her out sometime. But she actually had this uh, conversation with her chat the other night, which is uh, like even in relationships, it's okay to not want it. Like absolutely. My, like I have to like my boyfriend. Like when he's staying around with me, and I'm like, it's kind of like, hey, fun, hey, fancy shagging. He'll be like, no, I'm not really in the mood. My response will be, okay, cool. What's on TV? Like. Yeah, like that is that is the correct response. No and means no, no matter what stage of a relationship you're in, no always means no. The, the the thing is, that's actually something that I need to be reminded of all the time by my boyfriend <laughs> because of like, previous toxic relationships. If I'm not, you know, into it, I'll be like, I'm I'm so sorry, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm so sorry, I just I don't I don't fancy, I'm so I like I just I don't. I'm not in that kind of headspace. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so and he's just like, stop apologizing. <laughs> I'm not in the mood. It's fine. He's like, you don't owe me anything. The only thing that you should owe someone in a relationship is cups of tea. Because it's just always nice to um, be given a cup of tea. That's it. That's, that's it. But I just, I just love tea favors, not sexual favors. Like people aren't vending machines. It's just, it's just simple. Like you don't put in good machines. deeds and sex comes out. Yeah, and this is why I hate the concept of a friend zone. It's not real. Friend zone doesn't exist. You don't be nice to someone until they blow you. This Pretty is not what it is. 
I think that's a good note to wrap it up on. It is. Uh, we actually didn't talk about the phobia, but we weren't actually going to because everyone knows what these phobias are by now. Yeah. Like this was supposed to be a like belated Valentine's Day special over ten days late. <laughs> Whatever. Ten days late, exactly. But fuck it. Like, if these things like don't give you sarnosophobia, I don't know what fucking will. I'm scared to date now. Me too. Mostly because I don't want my boyfriend to find out. Hey. Yeah. I don't think he'd be happy. Uh, thank you to the people who shared their stories. Yes, thank you. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you for reaching out. Uh, that's pretty cool that you did that. But, um, right. Uh, if you have more things you want us to talk about, if you are 10 minute voicemail guy and, you know, fancy leaving me another one, don't. Um, <laughs> like, not even as a joke. Fuck off. Just YouTube. don't ever um give us a shout reach out um phobia phobia podcast at gmail.com we're on twitter at podcast phobia or on facebook at phobia phobia bye people youtube coming too hopefully apple Podcasts if i can figure it out but guys i'll be honest i got a lot of work on i'll i'll get to it when i get to it okay (laughs) bye